This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Each of us has a purpose. We are destined to do something meaningful. Not only to support our loved ones, but to positively impact our communities throughout the country. What do you think a private Christian education looks like? Grand Canyon University offers over 175 high-quality online programs across nine colleges. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Have you ever been to a volcano? Women was a rough girl. You're now listening to Super they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking ball. That's what you say, man. I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. That's terrible. Super Hoopers podcast. I am Matt Hill. And with me, as always, is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, how's it going? Oh man, I am. You're ready. I'm ready. We are. We are. I'm giving thanks. Giving, giving thanks. Giving thanks. How was your uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, it's great. You know, hanging with the family. Big family. Yeah. My family's not so big on food. It takes like ten minutes of Thanksgiving for us to eat, and then it's mostly just game playing. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I this year I cooked for twenty Korean people. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was, and uh, uh, was this like charity work that you were doing? Yeah, or? yeah, pretty much. I was just like, yeah, I Flew adopted, I adopted uh, 20 Koreans, <laughs> yeah. and I gave thanks. North Koreans. North Koreans, yeah. You yep. flew North- hey, this is what we have in America. How, yeah. about, how about capitalism, guys? Try that. Yeah, and I was like, turkey dinners every night, guys. Oh, man. John, if you ever want to be tripped out, uh, Google the night lights of North and South Korea. Have you ever seen this? No. This is my. This may be a little too boring and economics for people, but Google nightlights North and South Korea. It's fascinating because what you'll see is you'll see South Korea all lit up at night, just like it's like from from a satellite. So it's all lit up, and then North Korea just dark. Because you know, like, it'll like no, for you. No, because there's just no development. There's no. Oh. There's no nothing. There's no, there's no factories. Nothing. No nothing. It's just like peasant land. Wow. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So check that out, everyone. Yeah. North and South Korea. Yo, shout out to all our North Korean listeners <laughs> for risking your life to we don't listen. Know. Yeah. If you probably, if, you, if you're North Korea listening to this, you're, you're probably risking your life, right? Could be. Could be. Are could we be. banned in North Korea? Yo, everything's banned in North Korea. The I mean, but, but mostly us. But you know, they like smuggle movies and stuff into North Korea. Dude. Maybe they could smuggle. Should we smuggle super, we, <laughs> super hoopers into North Korea? Field trip. Field trip. We'll how, go. How do we do that? Do we need well, a you drone? Know, you need a. They do it with balloons. I think they send like balloons, and it's like I'm, I'm not even joking. Like of, of like DVDs and stuff, and they like float the balloons over the border, so the people can be like, "Oh, check out, you know, whatever the latest Jason's data movie." Yeah, All right, we'll work on that. We'll work on, on it. We'll work, we'll work on, on it. On that, yeah. All right. So today in the podcast, we'll be talking the Philadelphia 76ers. 
Then uh, great I'll, transition from the oppression of North Korea to, to uh, yeah fan, North Korea of, uh, the NBA's version of North Korea <clears throat> yep. the 76ers the lights are off uh, yeah Google the night lights of Philly <laughs> it's, you know what it is it's really bright but it's gunfire yeah it's mostly gunfire it's mostly Okafor knocking <laughs> and, people out and trash trash yep, cans burning and things like that yeah um, then <laughs> I will talk about the Atlanta Hawks um, and then we will call Sam Hinky um, all right so let's get into it. Um, so we have a rule on the podcast. John, you are a 76ers fan, correct? Yep. So you still a 76ers fan? I am more a 76ers fan. You're more than ever. All right. So we have, a rule, we have a rule on the podcast where John isn't allowed to talk about the 76ers unless they win. Um, we're breaking that rule today yes. because I want to talk about the 76ers. Yep. And to celebrate the all-time losingest sports yeah, that, streak. That streak is so dumb. Like, well, you can't carry a, st- a streak doesn't go between seasons. No, I know. It's, a it's dumb so, thing. it's such, you can't, that, 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 that's such a, stu- like, a stupid rule, I think. Also, how are you going to compare, a, a, like, 82-game league to, like, a 16-team, or 16-game league? It's just, it's a dumb streak. Um that worry one <laughs> that you guys are the keeper of. <laughs> yep. Um, well, because I think about the 76ers, I think they're the most interesting story going on right now in the NBA. I mean, we could talk a little bit about the Warriors. Of course, the Warriors are amazing. I, I watch every Warriors game. John, do you watch every Warriors game? I don't watch every game. Why no, but I've watched a lot. Um, to me, they're just like, time wise. Just could, so you, you, you instead you prioritize your Sixers games because I, I know a, you watch every Sixers. I game. watch every Sixers game. I watch a lot of the Lakers because uh-huh. of my girlfriend. Because your girlfriend likes and Lakers. Then we watch. So the, you're watching the Lakers and Sixers <clears throat> over the 76ers or over the Warriors, and you yeah. host an NBA podcast. I don't know yeah. what you're. I don't know what you're we doing. We watch a lot of Golden State games uh-huh. and a lot of Clippers. We usually watch the best game of the night. Okay, a lot of Cavs. Uh-huh. Just be whatever games look. Just because you like mustaches, love the mustache, love the old school, a lot of Knicks. But right. but I did actually this weekend come to the realization I need to watch every Golden State game because I, I watch like, every game because the- yeah I feel like I'm I am missing out. So I guess let's start with that. What, what do you think happens first? Philly wins or Golden State loses? Ooh, well, I should mention we're recording <clears throat> Sunday, November 29th. Yeah, so tonight if we beat if, if we fit, lose to Memphis, the then we have the real basketball. In one season, losing streak. Oh, okay. And yeah. then you play the Lakers on Tuesday. And then we play the Lakers. Oh, man. We should watch that game together. Oh, we should. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right. I don't know if it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think, because it, I mean, it actually, it's going to happen this week, because Golden State, I think, plays Utah tomorrow. And Philly plays, I think the Philly will beat the Lakers. I think Philly will win first. It just makes more sense that Philly's playing really well. They are playing well. They're playing really That's well. That's what uh, people are really making fun of them on Twitter and stuff. And I think, I don't know, I'm not sure if people are actually watching the games because if you watch the games, it's like they could have easily won, I think, the last four or five games. The last four games. They were really in it. The last four games, and they're on a six game road trip. The last four games, they've been leading by at least five. Halfway through the fourth quarter. Right. And it doesn't seem like they have... It seems like their big problem is they don't have a ball, like a primary ball handler. They don't have Does a point it, guard. Did anybody on their team... Can anybody on their team dribble? Like, I don't even know how they are staying in the games because it doesn't seem... Because I, I... Usually what happens is I'll be watching whatever game and then I'll see that Philly's up in the fourth. And then I'll switch over to Philly and I'll watch the Philly game. I'll, I'll basically watch them blow it every yeah. time. I've, yeah, I've yeah. watched them blow like four games. In defense of the team, Uh huh. both point guards are hurt. Right. Kendall, Marshall Kendall Marshall and, and Tony, Tony, Tony and I'm not Murray saying Roden. I'm not saying either of them are good. Uh-huh. Like I don't think like that's but the reason. But they're mediocre. better. They are better than Phil Pressy, 
who liter- literally wasn't in the league. Uh-huh. And TJ McConnell, as well as he's playing, TJ McConnell was still not, doesn't have a free throw. No free throw. Was not drafted. Uh-huh. So, like, if you take two guys that shouldn't be in the league and replace them with two guys who should be in the league, yeah, maybe. <laughs> usually may- makes your team better. <laughs> maybe, maybe you don't have 30 turnovers or whatever. Yeah. But I want to talk about, I mean, what's interesting to me is the whole, is the, the, the process, you know, the Sam Hinkie losing on purpose to get draft picks and the different approaches to rebuilding mm-hmm. because there was a really interesting Zach Lowe article two weeks ago about the Wolves and his point that he was making with the Wolves is the Wolves basically said you know with these extra roster spots what we're going to do is we're going to bring in veterans mm-hmm. we're going to bring in KG to mentor Towns mm-hmm. we're going to bring in Tayshawn Prince to mentor uh, Wiggins and we're going to bring in Andre Miller to mentor Zach Levine mm-hmm. And it was like, so instead of using, and what Philly does with those extra roster spots is they take flyers on guys like Christian Wood mm-hmm. that they think, oh, maybe this guy might turn into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are two very different philosophies. Like, do you use those roster spots for mentoring or for, you know, possibly striking gold? And, you know, it looks like what's happening in Minnesota, like it looks like that's working out pretty well for Minnesota. Um, so do you have any regret? Like, do you think the Sixers should assign some veterans to mentor these guys? Yes and no. I think mm-hmm. the Minnesota situation is so drastically different. Right. And I think the one thing that bothers me following this team and what a lot of people are doing is you're trying to compare something to something that's never happened before. Like what the Sixers are doing has never, no one's ever done this before. Right. Like stripped it this low. I know some people on Twitter and some writers who I won't mention because I don't like them. People are like, well, Minnesota started rebuilding two years ago. No, they didn't. They've been rebuilding since Kevin Garnett left. Like, they've been trying to get better and right. for 12 years. Well, yeah, the Minnesota situation is a little unfair, too, because they got really lucky with those two number ones. So they got Wiggins and, uh, and Towns. Yeah, and, like, it would be different. If also, we... they have Rub- they, when, If you're looking specifically for on-the-court differences, they have Rubio, which is a real point guard. Yeah. And they are so much better with Rubio than, than when Rubio is, is out. Yeah, and how long have they had Rubio for? But I think my point is that I mean, should the Sixers have signed like mentorship? Like, I think mentorship is real. Like, just thinking about my own life when I was younger, like it, it's helpful to have mentors to sort of guide you and keep you from making some of the mistakes that you might make. I, it seems like KG is doing that based on some articles that have come out from Zach Lowe, and also there was a Jackie McMullen article from last week about like KG's mentorship style. Yeah, and here's the and here's my two points to that. One, if KG wanted to join the Sixers, mm-hmm. I think we'd take him. Okay, so KG is in a special place because he wants to own the Timberwolves, uh, and <laughs> right, he went right. back. Literally owned the Timberwolves after he— He literally wants, like, that's— To buy the Timberwolves. From, yeah, buy that's part of it. That's long, his like, like, long-term plan. So, yes, if, if that was a case, like—but the problem is, who's our guy? Allen Iverson? You can't right. have him around. No, you do not want Iverson mentoring anybody. Exactly, and they also— No, but I mean, like, I don't think it has to be a former Sixer. Like, there could have been—like, they could have signed Andre Miller— they could have, but does Andre Miller want to come? There? Right. And then you also have to realize, like, last year, we did have vets. We did uh-huh. have Luke. Uh, Mbamute. Mbamute. The Prince. The Prince, uh-huh. uh, who started for us. Uh-huh. So, you know, 20% of our starters were old vets. And Jason Richardson. So in this year, and this is something I do, like, they got Jason Thompson and Carl Landry from the Kings. And then they traded Jason Thompson away. And I do feel like this year it would help if some vet was healthy. Because I, 
because Carl Landry sitting on the bench doesn't do much. But I also think that Kendall Marshall would help and Tony Roden aren't like fresh out of college. I mean, they've been in the league three or four years. But, uh-huh. I, but I will agree. I, I would have replaced Carl Landry, who's just rotting on our bench until uh-huh. he can get healthy and we trade him for a second round pick, uh-huh. for someone that could actually be on the court that won't allow 30 turnovers. You know, that could kind of <laughs> calm everyone down. So yes, and Andre Miller, Miller would have been great. Yeah. And I think I would have taken someone like that over Phil Pressy. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So, that's so you're criticizing Hinky in the process. I criticize this. There's been lots of mistakes. And does this losing streak, is this really getting to you? No. You know, if anything, okay. Because so, I think, I think would, what do you want out of this season? Because I, I think what you would want is them to have one of the three worst records. Oh, I want the worst record. You want the worst record. Whatever you're maximizing. Because what you want is a lottery pick. But right now, but also, but us right having, now, it's kind of like an embarrassment. Yes. Us having the worst pick also pushes the Lakers farther Ah, out. farther. More likely that that... Because that the Sixers get, own the Lakers pick if it's not top three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think I would have liked to have won a game uh-huh. just so we don't have to hear about it. Right. You just want people stop to stop making fun of... The Sixers. Yes, but part of that is also that is like an emotion and a feeling. Uh huh. But it doesn't change what do I you, want. But do you think the, and do you, but maybe this does long term damage. Do you think this does long term damage to guys like um, Okafor? I don't think losing did long term damage to Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, really but it, it's different. It's different because I feel like there's a laser focus on the Sixers. Yeah, like but, everyone is like, this is a disgrace. This is you know an eyesore on the league. Do you think that Okafor, in his head, he's like, that really bothers him? And he's like, the second I can, I'm leaving. He can't leave. But right, but he can leave after like seven or eight years or something. Yeah, but I think he won't be this bad in seven years. But I think some of these, sometimes these guys make up their mind they're leaving. Like, I think Kevin Love was never staying in Minnesota. Like, he made but up he his mind. he had seven years of a bad organization. So you think the second the Sixers start winning, all of this is solved? Yeah. Like this sort of culture of losing that gets oh, fixed yeah. the second it starts winning and no no vets like I'm not going to sign with Philly there joke. Well, I think right now vets wouldn't because why would they? But if they start winning you think that doesn't matter. Oh yeah. These these why years are losing. Yeah. I, I mean that happens all the time. Look at the Bucks. Yeah. Like the Bucks went from the worst record to signing Greg Monroe. Right. Who left the Pistons to go there. Right. You know what I mean? So I And don't... then also yeah, I think the clip the Clippers is an even more valid the... one where it was like as soon as Chris Paul went to the Clippers People were willing to sign there, even though Donald Sterling was still their owner. Yeah. Who was, the, everyone knew was a horrible racist. Look at the Pelicans. The Pelicans were, were garbage until they got Anthony Davis. And then uh-huh. now everyone is like, he's the MVP and all this, you know, the so, preseason draft. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, so I don't think that that critique that this culture will last. I think, I think, I don't think that's a valid critique. No. And I the other thing you have to look at is, are they playing hard? Yeah, and they, they are they playing play hard. hard. If you so, watch the games, they do play hard. So, if they're playing hard and they're trying, that's not a losing culture. You know, what, what you see, like, late last year with the Kings, you see with the Knicks, where people just aren't caring. Yeah, they just give up on the team. When you give up on the team and the coach, that I would have an issue with. But I don't think anyone in the last even three years have given up while they play for the Sixers. Until that changes, then I worry about a losing culture. Mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, I think losing sucks. No one wants to lose. And right. I think Okafor is going to get pissed at it. Well, but he once, did. He beat up the guy in Boston. Means, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that. Yes. If we had a vet or two, maybe we would have won a game. And maybe you're not as frustrated. And maybe you don't punch a guy. Fine. But Charles Barkley had Moses Malone as a mentor. 
and threw a fan through a window uh-huh. and spit on a little girl. <laughs> and so now saying, he's the most so beloved you, guy. You hear here first, Okafor is going to spit on a little baby soon. And throw the baby through a window. <laughs> yeah. I think Sixers fans are starting to get weary of the process. Mm-hmm. But what they're missing is the process and the way the league works and drafting isn't like we get this guy, we win. It happens once in a while with a guy like LeBron or an Anthony Davis. But the truth is, everyone's like, oh, maybe it's Ben Simmons. It, the pick could be three years from now. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying the Sixers are going to keep losing? No, what I'm saying is you could get your Steph Curry at the seventh pick or your Paul George three years from now. But isn't that an argument? Because those guys are later draft picks. Isn't that an argument against the process? Isn't that an argument to just try to be as good as you can because you never know where that superstar is coming from? No, because I think you can start with Okafor, mm-hmm. get a little better. You know, I don't think you have to be bottom three forever. Well, yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. So, like, in two years from now, maybe we get that guy also. But I think the idea of the process, the idea of Sam Hankey, what he's doing is he's saying, I'm basically going to be really bad for three seasons. And what, what that's going to give me is three top five picks. Mm-hmm. And one of those top five picks will be a franchise player. Yes. I think that's the – th- the thinking is in order to win in the NBA, you need a superstar. Yeah. The easiest way to get a superstar is to draft them. In order to maximize your chance of drafting a superstar, you have to be bad. Yes. That's his thinking. My question to you is what if the Sixers just got unlucky? They didn't get a high enough pick to get the superstar in the draft, and then the guys they drafted weren't, aren't superstars. And, that, and that's – That's the, a real danger because that, I don't think Embiid – is ever going to be healthy. Nerlens is a quality starter, but not a superstar. Mm-hmm. And Okafor, the jury's out. Well, what I, and the point I'm trying to make is, it's not that these early guys will have been wasted. Like they could be your kind of one A one B superstar. But you, what if you never get that superstar? Like, what if the Sixers draft? They have the fourth pick in this upcoming draft, and there's no superstar there. Well, that's the risk. <laughs> yeah, so that's my, you know what I mean. I like, think I think that's what like we're the, seeing I'm not like, saying that this the, is a the, foolproof plan, yeah, but the, the, but if they don't get their superstar, they'll still be around this bottom area. Uh-huh. And then with some of the stuff they have, like the Kings 2018 first round pick, unprotected. Right. Or maybe we end up next year. You know, we do a little better, and then we're the sixth pick. But that's up. the draft where we get this random Steph Curry guy. This Paul but is George it? Guy. I mean, it, do you think? Do you would you re, would you redo this all again? Because the problem is, you guys have been really bad for two and a half years now, and you've had to watch all these games. You've had to uh, suffer through everyone making fun, fun of you guys. Yeah, and I get that, but that's part of trusting the process. Okay. Because, like, look at this. If you told Golden State fans in two thousand, "Hey, we're gonna have a decade of being garbage." But 2014, we're going to win the championship. In 2015, we might go 82-0. and 0. Would you do this? <laughs> right? <laughs> Gold State fans would say you're crazy. 82-0. and 0. Right? But, but wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, of, of course you would. Yeah. And that's the thing is the part of the process is, and this is the thing that people don't get. I actually talked to a Knicks fan yesterday, uh-huh. my friend's dad, and he was like, oh, you guys are garbage or whatever. Yeah. You guys are garbage. You guys are garbage. Get out of here. Get out. He actually said Josh Harris was the worst thing to ever happen to us. He's the worst. Who's Josh? Oh, the owner. owner. But look at it. As a Sixers fan, when Iverson left, literally a decade of nothing. Just mediocrity. Mediocrity. And not even like. Not even fun to watch mediocrity. Like mediocrity in the East, which is like 
the 13th team of the West. So after the lowest attendance for a decade and having nothing, they don't even have a practice facility. Right now? No. The Sixers don't have practice? They practice at a hospital's gym. <laughs> wow. It's a college. It's what is it? The orthopedic PCOM. It's like the Pennsylvania orthopedics. They, they can't run two full courts at the same time. Wait, well, why don't they fix that? Aren't they, they, don't they, they have did. like a hedge fund? Oh, they, that's what I mean. They, okay. ju- they, they just built a second court. They just put up a they, second. They donated to the hospital. Yeah. yeah Sam yeah. Hinkie Memorial Court. So those kind of things where they just built a new $80 million facility in Camden. I don't think people realize how garbage the organization was top to bottom. Uh-huh. And we've talked to people that work for the Sixers and they're like, dude. Who's it's, we? Not me. Not me and you. Not, not you. Uh, you I and, have. You and, me and some friends and were at your, a Sixers game. We ran uh-huh. to some people who worked there that we knew. And they were like, dude, night and day. Josh Harris. After just, since the new owner came Since in. the new owner. Night and day from everything structurally. I think that's a big thing. So, like, yeah, it's a bunch of crap. Here. And I'm really disappointed that we're not winning. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, what games should we have won this year? Well, probably the last four that I watched. You should have won all those. We, I mean, you should have yeah. won the Houston game. You should have won the Miami game. You should have won the Minnesota game. You should have won the Boston game. But three of those teams are playoff teams. Yeah, but you still. Should. I mean, but you know what I'm saying. Like looking into the, we've had the hardest, the hardest uh, schedule. <laughs> that's just like mechanical because you guys are the worst team. No, but so Grizzly, like no, no, no. <laughs> but that's not true. That's not true. Stats. Look up your crunch your numbers. <laughs> yeah, like Golden State has had the easiest schedule because they don't have to play Golden State. But the Nets and Lakers aren't two and three. Grizzlies had the second hardest schedule. Okay. So your numbers don't work, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Look, no, and, and, and here's the, the thing. thing. I, I think they're playing well, and I think right now the over-under for wins is 15.5. I would bet the over. But my question to you is, like, wh- you watch these games. Why? And, and this is what I want to get into. Okay. Because, like, I don't understand, like, why can't you say, like, I'm a Sixers fan and then just watch Golden State games because it's more fun? Be- and for two reasons. Uh-huh. And, and here's why. First thing, and I think this is the thing that people – forget the most the absolute most it's a game we are watching entertainment this uh-huh. is not life or death this is not yeah, like right, right, this exactly. is not a reflection right, of me the human being as this is a, like as an entertainment product the golden state warriors are much better than yes the yes yes and i get that but saying like your team sucks how can you do that it's it's a game it's like if i watch cooking shows like why do you watch cooking shows and not the news and learn and all that well, because I want to. Uh-huh. All right. Like but we are all watching, but, but why? we're all watching millionaires throw a rubber ball into a hoop. I'm allowed to watch whoever I want. You're, I know you, but why watch them over other millionaires? Because I believe, well, one, because I grew up there. Uh-huh. That's my team. Right. So there's you always going to be tribalism. There's always going to be tribalism. Just like there's millions of Mets fans and whoever, you know, uh-huh. you're just going to like them. And I think the thing that people forget about, trusting the process is i think it's like if you look at the world and business and all these things big picture you know because we've talked about this being writers Mm -hmm. it's like everyone tells you don't be a film director don't be a writer it's impossible right Right. but what you're doing is putting i'd agree with that right but what you're putting (laughs) faith in is hey if i if i write this thing Uh uh-huh Okay, maybe it wasn't. It won't sell. But then I write the next thing, uh-huh. and then I write the then next thing, the, and then I do the next sell. thing. Every single writer or blogger, and then be depressed, or everyone who cares about the basketball, if on your fifth blog post you gave up, you wouldn't be where you're at now. So you're saying you're just never giving up. You're just you believing just, in the Sixers. If you believe in it's the idea, a, it's just a form of insanity. Yes, that is part of the human condition. Yeah, 
And I look at it this way. Hope. It's hope. hope. It's hope. And here's what I also believe. And this is the crazy part. I want us to go even darker. <laughs> I want us to go Owen 82. Why? Because. Because it's a, because a it's unicorn? A better, it's a better story. Uh-huh. For uh, you for to reach greatest okay. heights. Look at the history of man- Nelson Mandela in prison. <laughs> Just, right? If uh, he was just some dude that they were like, oh, I don't know, uh, they they uh, they 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 gave him a ticket. He had to pay fifty bucks. Uh-huh. You'd be like, that's not a comeback story. That's not a that's not a hero. Uh-huh. No, we need to be in prison. That's okay. where we're at now. Uh, you need to be. Jesus was crucified. <laughs> John, John just compared the Sixers to Nelson Mandela and, and Jesus. Jesus. Everyone, yeah. yeah. You need to like you. Steve Jobs was fired from uh-huh. Apple. You got to go dark. You got to the best you gotta, stories. Yeah. The, dark, you to believe, the end of the second act. If you were to believe that Sam Hankey is a genius, which uh-huh. is a leap of faith, right. which is a leap of faith, for his genius story to work, he's got you got to go even deeper. But why do you, you got to watch it, John? You don't have to watch it. You could just, just pay attention from afar. I will say I, there was one game. It was the Pacers game where they were just – I think it was 30 turnovers. And I just fast forwarded the rest of it. But yeah, let's go dark. Let's go as dark and deep in let's the depths it. of hell as let's we can. Do it. And then let's emerge like a hinky phoenix <laughs> with all these picks <laughs> and draft picks. And let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do let's, it. Let's Photoshop hinky onto a phoenix. Let's Photoshop hinky onto a phoenix. Let, let all the haters hate. That's the thing. You got to have, you got to have people telling you you're crazy. Uh-huh. You got to, you have to, or, you you, or your, if your vision isn't scary, you're not dreaming big enough. Okay. Okay. All right. And All that's right. what we're doing. All right. I Who's with it. me? I love it. Wow. Wow. And that's Inspiring the thing. I, I want more. I want more Sixers fans to quit because I want to be the last man. You want to be the last Sixers standing. Uh, let's the go. Last Hanky Let's stand. prove it. Let's prove prove your worth. Um. All right. Well, just to give you some hope, uh, John, I, I ran some numbers actually. You for ran you. some numbers. I ran some numbers. Yeah. In your database. Yeah, I used Excel spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> shout out to Microsoft Excel. Sick. Uh, Bill Gates dream. Bill Gates, yeah. Bill, Bill Gates. Dream. Bill Gates. Bill Gates never got fired. I guess he dropped out. Is that the story? What's, what was Bill Gates' hardship? Oh, his looks. I don't know. I think his look. I think he just stole stuff. <laughs> I, stole. I think he just stole, stole everything. Stole everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's two ways to win. Okay. All he's right. He's the Dan Gilbert. He's the Dan Gilbert. <laughs> he's the Dan he's Gilbert. The- and Hinky is the Steve Jobs. And Hinky's Steve Jobs. Put that down. All right. Um, all right. So I wanted to interrogate the process. The idea of the process. Okay. Um, so Sam Hinky. So if you look, so. The idea is you need a superstar. You need a Hall of Famer to win. Yeah. If you look at the, the teams that have won the championship for the past 25 years, I would just went back 25 years, mm-hmm. they all had a player, a superstar, Hall of Famer that they drafted. Yes. So Jordan, Hakeem, Kobe, uh, Tim Duncan, uh, David Robinson, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Uh, Dirk. S- Steph Curry, Dirk. Yep. Basically, is it? <clears throat> um, trying to think of the other champions. Pistons. The Pistons are always the exception. Yeah, whatever. But I think I think a lot of those players. Are, but the, yeah, that yeah. that Pistons championship is the exception to everything. To everything. Right. Everything. Okay. That should have been a Lakers championship. Yeah. But the Lakers, from their infighting and Carl Malone's injury, lost it basically. Yeah. So it's true. You need to draft a superstar. Where do you get the, Where do you get it? Top of the draft, basically. So if you look at the best players in the league, so I just took the top ten players in the mm-hmm. league, which I would say are Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, James Harden, Chris Paul, LeBron James, DeMarcus Cousins, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Those are, they think, the top 10 in PER. Mm-hmm. You look at those players, or if you look at the first team, guys who make the first team year after year, 
majority come in the top five. Yeah. Of those, I mentioned the only guy drafted outside the top five was Steph Curry. So you need a top five pick, basically. Yeah. All right? What Sam Hinkie has done is he said, I'm going to get a top five pick three years in a row. And then some. Maybe more, right? Um, but he's guaranteed himself three top five picks. Yeah. So what I looked at was, okay, if you just took a random sample of three top five picks from any three years, the past 25 years, what are the odds that you would get a superstar caliber player? Wow. So this is what did, I did. I did this. this. Is, this I ran the numbers. We're not joking. I'm not joking. I ran the numbers. It's the PhD I went through. I went through every top five, and I said, this is a superstar. This is not a superstar. Okay. So on average, there's... Uh, Basically, on average, there's four superstars amongst that top five uh, every three years. Every three years, you're going to get a four superstars amongst those top five players. Okay. Right? The odds are, you ready for the odds? And I you guys, hear the odds. 75% chance that you will get a superstar. Wow. Pretty high. Much high. I thought I was going to run these, and I, and I thought I was going to get like 40% or something. But I will say, so they've already had two, two top three picks. Had two top three and picks. I don't think either of those guys are superstars. So you're, you're hoping that this year is the year it happens. I hope so. All right. So moving from your fandom of the Sixers to my ex-fandom of the Lakers. Oh, poor Lakers. Listeners will remember I've renounced my Laker fandom a few podcasts ago. You can check out the formal le- the formal letter on uh, BallerBall, BallerBall.com. Shout out BallerBall. Yeah. So basically what I'm doing is going around the league, watching, you know, focusing on a team, you know, and deciding if I want to be a fan of that team. So I focused on the Atlanta Hawks. I enjoy watching them. Yeah. Good, good announcing crew. Yeah. Good podcast. Uh, the Cawcast. Um, the Cawcast? It's, I think it's called the Cawcast. That's C-A-W. Good. That's good. Like, I give you. Oh, shout out to Cawcast. Yeah, yeah. Cawcast. Yeah. Very, very uh, enjoyable podcast. Run by Australians, it seems like. It seems like really? Australians are kind of dominating the NBA podcast game. Okay. Sir Foster. Do you know who Sir Foster is? The Yes. The, the organist. Uh, the organist is very great. He makes the Hawks games extra enjoyable yeah he's great it makes it one of the best viewing experiences yep. um so and i think they the, the blog decent their blog the blog is different the sb nation blog is decent so basically what i'm going to do john is i'm going to rate the team on three things okay like owner so first category ownership management this is how good i think their ownership is how good their management is because mm-hmm. i think this is really important for the long-term, uh, you know, stability and, and, and success of a franchise. Yes, yes. Um, the second thing I'm going to rate them on is their current assets. Okay. So this includes their current players and future draft picks. The final, the final category will be coolness. Ooh. Just an intangible cool factor. Cool. So for ownership, <laughs> for ownership, uh, for, because when we think cool, we think what we, me? We think, we think super hoopers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is us. Yes, we are the arbiters. We are the arbiters. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we know. And you, yeah. you see me on the street, you're like, oh, okay. That guy if you're is, lucky to you, see Matt yeah, on the street, yeah, because I leave my house maybe once every seven days. Yeah. Yep. Um, as a cool guy does. As a cool, that, that's, that's, that's what cool guys fashionably yeah. late. Yeah. Fashionably late to life. I just um, showed up to my senior prom. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, well you know. Um, <laughs> all right. So ownership, I give them a seven out of ten. Ooh. Because. I think Budenholzer is a fantastic coach, and the Hawks are talked about as Spurs East, and I think they have that Spursian quality of taking players off the scrap heat and, and making them good. Like Damari Carroll last year, no one, you know, no one wanted Damari Carroll, yeah. and they made him, you know, however much money he got paid this year, they made him a great player, and they're doing that same thing with Kent Bazemore, yeah, who is known for his bench celebrations, and they yep. turned him into a good player. Yeah. So I think they're going to be a team with a great coach and great 
player development. What I don't like is there's all this stuff behind the scenes with the ownership. Do you remember this about last year about Danny Ferry calling? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Luau Dang and oh, African. I don't, I don't forget. I don't forget that stuff. And basically, all that came out because the owner hated Danny Ferry and like leaked it. Mm-hmm. There's a great article by I think Arnovitz, Kevin Arnovitz. Okay. Um, and Brian Winhurst. Uh, like a really in-depth article about how all that stuff happened. Right now, Mike Budenholzer is the GM and coach, mm-hmm. and I don't know about his GM skills because he traded their draft pick for Tim Hardaway Jr., which does not <laughs> give me much hope. And, and never be a GM and a coach. Yeah, I mean, like two separate jobs. It, it's it's sort of work. I mean, I, I guess technically Pop is a GM and coach, but I think R.C. Buford has most of those GM responsibilities. Yeah, you can be a very influential coach and a very... But it never works. But it never Does works. Does it work? I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any example of it working in the NBA. I think Pop is the only one, but I don't think that's a real one because I think... R.C. Buford is the R. GM. I know, I think Pop actually is technically... The, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. We'll, we'll look it up. Okay. We'll fact check the we'll podcast. fact check that. So there are some aspects of that, that ownership that gives me a little – and management that gives yeah. me pause. But I think pretty good overall. I think Budenholzer is one of the best coaches in the league. Assets. I give them a 6 out of 10 because their current team I think is very good. But it, they're, the, the prime players are old. Hmm. Horford's 29. Millsap's 31. Teague I think is like 27. Oh, I like Schroeder a lot. I forgot to mention. I like Schroeder. Schroeder is fun <clears throat> to watch. Schroeder's great. And love the hair. I just love the way he looks. Basically. He's like a skateboarder. Yeah, he's, he's like a, a weird he, German guy. Yeah, he's like a weird German skateboarder. I think you always need a German on your team. Right. Yeah. Um, They're the Buffalo Bills of World Wars, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Germany always get they, they always oh, get there. Okay. They always okay. get to the World quick, Wars, quick, and they get really close. Quick, but uh, I can't, you know, quick, just quick, kind of miss miss wide right. Quick, quick story time. Uh, quick story time. <laughs> yeah, let's story do it. Time break. All right. <laughs> world, world War II. World War II story time. All right. <laughs> let's do it. So I'm living in Japan. Right? Oh, no. And I'm hanging out with my Italian friend, and we're drinking with some old Japanese guys, right? Our friend, he's like Italian-Italian, all right? The old Japanese guys get really, really drunk. And the one guy starts talking to the Italian guy, and he's like, hey, hey, World War Two, man. And the Italian guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, we were this close. <laughs> <laughs> Missed, oh. missed it by that much. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, the, uh, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. The Buff- yeah, so assets. USA, six- back-to-back champs, though. Uh, World Wars, yeah. yeah back but to we back. really screwed the pooch with Vietnam and Iraq. Yeah, well, those are like minor. Those are, those are minor. Peacekeeping man, this, missions. This, this podcast gets a little... We got off. This is, we, uh, are, we are deep. Okay. We are deep in the woods. Ownership. Seven out of ten. These are very important ratings. Yes, yes. Pay yes, attention. I'm paying attention. Assets, 6 out of 10. They have all the draft picks plus a Minnesota draft pick. Um, but the, I think Minnesota is protected. Yeah, one, one of those weird ones. Coolness. Ooh. What would you rate their coolness, Sean? You Here, know, the great, great. Uh, I don't like their current uniforms, although I I admire the bold whatever. Uh, they look like, like a Chinese league. They... <laughs> Okay. They're right. A little too they much. do, right? A little too much. It's like the Atlanta Hawks and the like Quingao yeah, like but the, Tiger yeah, yeah, puts. Like, yeah. No, the um no. But the uh but the classic uniforms are great. Classics are good. And Atlanta is a cool city. Yeah. A lot of cool celebrity type fans. Their players Sir Foster, the announcing crew is really good too. I, I I think everything about Atlanta is cool, minus they don't have really cool players though. Besides Schroeder, um he is their I don't know, Millsap's kinda cool. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Like, are you if really Mil- like, yo, if, I want to chill with Millsap? If Millsap was called Chucky Stackhouse, okay, you'd think he's really cool. No. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I give them an 8 out of 10. Overall. Overall. No, no, the coolness. Coolness? I think they're pretty cool. I think that, but I just, I just love that classic uniform, that the, the Pac-Man logo. I just think it's so great in that history. Organization in Atlanta, cool, yeah. Sir okay. Foster. All right. The way I do this is I try to think of the coolest team in the league and then figure out. Worked. Okay. Fair and like enough. I try to think of the team with the best assets and then. Okay. So moving on, the next team, I'm just going alphabetical. So okay. the next team I would have to do this for is Boston. Uh-huh. Screw that. No? I'm not. There's no world where I become a fan of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> not ever happening. Uh, I'll, get, I'll tell you what their announcers are. Garbage? Zero. Zero? Out of a billion. <laughs> Honestly. And this is a funny story. Also, I, they're fans. Dude, that, uh, so that fan who goaded Okafor into the fight? I was wondering. What, how is that, what is that guy's life like? He, so for those of you who don't know, Okafor punched a Boston fan out. Uh, like late night last week. Yeah, after after, the the, after Philly lost to Boston, mm-hmm. this fan just followed Okafor around all night, telling him the Sixers sucked. Yeah, like what? Like what is going on in your life where you like, you know, this is how I'm going to spend my night. Yeah, I'm no. going to follow around a six eleven dude and tell him that the Sixers suck. Yeah, yeah. Who's I don't know, probably ten years younger than him. Yeah, exactly. Some ni- literally a child. Some nineteen year old kid. Yeah, I'm just no. going to like, do you just like, is this, you're feeling so much better than this guy? Yeah. Because what, you're like a middle-aged, overweight Bostonite, and yeah. your team is slightly better than the Sixers? Exactly. You almost should, almost lost the Sixers. Yeah, which you should have done what the Philly fan did at the club and pulled the gun on Okafor. <laughs> at least have some some respect, you masshole. At least come, at le- at if least come, bring with, it. come with a firearm. Yeah, if you're going to bring it, bring it. <laughs> all right because your dumb ass got knocked out on tmz oh right so then yeah okafor knocked him out is that what happened oh yeah he just i didn't he watch just, the video he just clubbed him oh it's, nice. it was bad nice was nice bad. yeah he should like, like i don't understand why this is like a warning site for okafor that should no. be like a plus in his call. oh no i love him more yeah it's like yes he knocked out one more boston person yeah their announcers are so bad we we have DirecTV and sometimes they don't get the Sixers announcer uh-huh. and the NBA app is garbage uh-huh. and it kept hanging up on us and then my girlfriend was like do you want to watch the Boston announcers and the face I made <laughs> she even started laughing she's like you need to see your face what did you do just put it on mute and played like uh... no we just talked during the game uh-huh. the, their announcers are like whoa talking s- talking to your significant other what's that like yeah. <laughs> their announcers are so bad. They're super slow. There's no, it's just all pauses. It's so bad. Mm. It is so bad. And I don't even hate other announcers. All right. Like, I mostly like other announcers, but they're the worst. Well, yeah. For me, it's just like as a former Laker fan, there's no way I could be a Celtic fan. So, no. But I will, I rated them. So I gave the okay. ownership a seven out of 10. Okay. Good. It seems like a good ownership. Ainge, yeah. Ainge seems like a good GM, except I don't think he can draft. Assets, eight out of 10. Because I don't like their... I mean, their current team is just a bunch of very good players and no great players. But they do have the Brooklyn picks. That's... So. Yeah, that's worth it. 8 out of 10 might be low. Maybe they're more like 9 out of 10 for in terms of I'd like probably say assets. That. Yeah, nine, maybe, yeah. Yeah, they're probably 9 out of 10. Um, coolness, I gave them a 0. Yeah. And, okay, so the next team I'm supposed to... So we're just going yeah. alphabetical. Mm-hmm. We did Atlanta. Yep. Did Boston. Yep. Next, Brooklyn. Ooh. Again. Ooh. No way I'm being a Brooklyn Nets fan. Nope. No possible way. 
So that a guy gave up being fans of the Lakers and won't even watch a Brooklyn no, game. No, That's no, no, no. You, you're not buying in on Brooklyn right now. When no. So just just to do Brooklyn ownership, two out of ten. Ooh. Assets, zero out of zero. ten. Because this again, we're for looking thinking about reference point. Brooklyn has the worst assets in the league. They don't have assets. They exactly. They have no. Their their next three picks are gone. Or next the two and then pick swaps. Anyways. Coolness, though, I gave him a 3 out of 10 because Jay-Z, um, the Barclays Center seems cool. Yeah. I, the announcers are good. I don't know. Yeah, they're good. Like, the uniforms are cool? I don't like the uniforms. Not really? I think it's too it's too plain for me. Okay. Yeah. I like them. I, I mean, like they're them. not awful, but yeah. I don't know. I like a little a little flair with my uniform. Okay. A little, little something. A little purple and gold? Yeah, a little purple and gold. <laughs> I love that about the Lakers. I love how the Lakers' home uniform is uh, gold. Yeah, or yellow, no, that's whatever. That's, that is, I hate the white home uniforms. Yeah. Um, all right, so I will be following Charlotte. Charlotte, I will actually follow. Ooh. And um, you know, just to tell a little secret, I've actually started watching them. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I really like them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to be really high on Charlotte. Oh man, I can't wait. You know, because I love they got Jeremy Lin, and I love Mr. Lin. Here's a question: How good do you think Atlanta is? Because last year they were really I, good. I, and this year they have some. They changed a little couple pieces, but. I you know I think I think they get a bad rap I think I think they're better than people expect like the the, the the knock on them is that you can figure out their system and stop them in the playoffs mm. if you're if you know if you're a team that's playing seven game series you can and a good coach you can figure it out and stop them and that's why they'll never do well in the playoffs but I think I think they're just as good as last year okay like I don't think losing uh Damari Carroll was that huge of a blow so and I think Splitter hasn't really played that much <clears throat> but I think. He will be a good piece for them eventually. In the Eastern Conference playoffs, um, I mean, it, it, it depends on matchups. I think if they can avoid Cleveland, like they might surprise some people. Second round, maybe. All right. I'd say, which is sort of where they always are. Where I guess, they're for always the past are. like ten years. Yeah. Actually, here's a question: Would you would you like that? Would you like uh would you, would you prefer to be a fan of Atlanta over the 76ers? Would you like that like kind of guaranteed? We're going to be in the second round every year. Over the Sixers, where it's like the Sixers are really gunning for a championship. No, I do not. And and it's not. No, you would not like the Atlanta fandom. Yes, I would not. And mm-hmm. and only because my fandom always lies on. I like, I like exciting players, and not even exciting as in flashy. Like Tim Duncan's really exciting to me. Like I just like watching how smart he is as a player, and I uh-huh. love the Spurs. Well, Horford is basically the new Tim Duncan. But there's something about him where I'm not. He doesn't just, quite have the. There's nothing. Yeah, he doesn't Harford have the is, entertainment value. Yeah, that I look for. Okay. So, and that's one reason why, like, I mean, the Sixers don't really have anyone yet. But at least Okafor's game is like, ooh, that, that's that's pretty. And I'm hoping we eventually get a wing or someone that, and maybe Schroeder becomes that. And if he does become that guy, where you're like, yo, this dude is like, he's fun. He's fun. But until he's like their guy. Where at least, and they play that system, and I, I get it. But while the Spurs did it, they still had Manu, who yeah, Manu so was so really fun to watch, so fun to watch, and like Kawhi and even Tony Parker, I love. Yeah, watching. I'll also admit to that I'm watching a lot of Spurs. Yeah, I'm watching a lot of Spurs and a lot of Golden State. Yeah, so I think that's probably why I wouldn't pick Atlanta. But I have no problem being. But you also think I think with Atlanta too, the hard part about being an Atlanta fan for the past ten years, it's like you're really good, but you know you have no chance of winning a title yeah okay so you know we're we're winding down the show but uh john 
you know, I thought I know you wanted to make a phone call. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you, we've had a great talk. We had a great talk, and I, but I think you know maybe there's some people who still you want to want to denounce their yeah, Sixers exa- fandom. Yeah, exactly. A lot of Sixers fans right now are, are kind of upset, and um, you know, listening to me, just some jabroni on the internet is is one thing. But I think we should actually. But you can go right to the source. I, I think we should you, call. You met Sam. I met Sam Summer League. He yep. gave. He said, "Look." John, you he gave me his phone number. Me. It was right. mostly zeros and ones. It was about, it was about, it was, and uh, we're going to give him a call. All right. Sam Hankey here. Hey, Sam. It's me, John, from uh, Summer League. Oh, John Hill. I am still a believer. Right. But there's been right, a lot of, of people that are getting kind of weary with this slow start. What, what would you say to those fans? Yeah, well, here's the thing, John. We... The Sixers have an 80% chance of winning the title in the next 10 years. I will tell you that. We've calculated that. And a title is worth three joint units. We, you know, you, they say you can't quantify happiness. We done it. You did it? We did it. We ran the numbers. Three units of joy. Okay? Just to give you, you know, some reference, marriage is like 1.5 joy units. All right? Whoa. So three units of joy. That's, that's a good gift to our fans. That's like getting married twice. Now, what we found, though, is that years of misery... Uh, can actually be a multiplier on that. Oh, really? So, for instance, uh, a Red Sox championship mm-hmm. is worth more than a Yankees championship. You understand? That makes because sense. Because they're 20 years of misery or 100 years of misery, that, that multiplies that championship, those three units. Um, whereas the Yankee fan, you know, they win a bunch. So what we said is we said, how can we maximize our fans' happiness? And we said, well, we need misery first. So we explored different ways to provide misery to our fans. We thought, okay, maybe we can just implant misery memories into them. That was going to be not cost-effective. We thought, okay, maybe we add some sort of torture device to the seats in uh, the arena. Again, not cost-effective. So we just said, three years of losing. This will all make the championship that much sweeter. Oh, so So instead of... We're doing them a favor. Oh, I like that. So instead of like like a torture chair, it's just watching Phil Pressey trying to run the offense. Exactly, exactly. So this misery will all pay off. Uh, You know, depending on when the championship comes, it could be up to 18 units of joy per fan. 18 units? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're speaking of probabilities here. This is not 100% certainty, but... Uh, the expected value of being a Sixers fan is uh, the highest in the league. We've we've maximized that expected value. Yeah, so I'd say to those fans, like if people thinking about, you know, the average fan, you can't you can't, you can't put a price on fandom. I mean, we have it's about forty five dollars per fan. But yeah, so John, that's what I would say to them: stay the course, uh, and uh, you will be rewarded. Okay. In uh, this life and the afterlife. Oh. We ran the religion numbers, and uh, 80% of the Philly fans are going to hell. But the 20% of uh, Philly fans will be going to heaven, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be nice there. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about this being a Ponzi scheme. Uh, now, I don't know what a Ponzi uh, scheme uh, is. Uh, so look, we, we thought about a Ponzi scheme. Oh, you did? We, when, I, when I took over, I said, hey, maybe we should run a Ponzi scheme with okay. the Sixers. Uh, again, the route we went with the process, delayed joy, we found that to be uh, actually more profitable than the Ponzi scheme. So, oh, because he ran uh, the we, numbers. We, look, we thought about a Ponzi scheme. Look, we're, we're profit maximizers. We'll look, at any, we'll look at any option out there. Anything else I can help you with, John? You know I'm a busy man. Uh, I have to go check on Jaleel. Yeah. Um, got to go to the Boston gotta Police Station. Sure, <laughs> I got to go make sure Embiid isn't fat. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, um, here's to the assets. Here's... Here's to the assets. Hail assets. Hail assets. Hail second round picks. Trust the process. Hinky out.
Shout outs, beefs, John. It's that time of the pod. Yo, let's do it. Shout out for me. I'm shouting out Jackie McMullen. Jackie hey Mac. Hey, girl. Hey. Girl, what's up? <laughs> I see you over there in Boston writing them good articles. Um, she uh, she dropped a great article on KG that I that I mentioned in, in the top of the podcast, just all about KG's mentorship uh, style. A lot of good nuggets there, John. Yeah. Him, KG, in a practice where basically Doc told him not to practice, and KG just went to practice anyway, and then just mimicked the guy who was taking his place on the court over. <laughs> no way. Just mimicked him the whole time. Yeah. Just, just like ran, like if he was doing foul shots, he did he, Yeah, like. if he was doing on the block, and then Doc just canceled practice. He just canceled all the Doc practice. was like, if you're going to do that, KG, I can't do Doc. Doc is like super horse. KG, if you're gonna no, that's not it. KG, if you want to run, uh, yeah, if you run that and cancel practice, cancel practice. Yeah, I gotta look at that. I'll read it. Oh yeah, it's a great article all about him mentoring towns. Also, him kind of being a dick, like he ruined. I forget the guy's name, but he ruined a uh, Boston draft pick basically by bullying him. I can see that. Yeah, I can see him being yeah. a bully. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, but shout out to uh, shout out to Jackie Jackie Mac and uh, and KG. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my shout out is the is to based off our movie episode. Right. Uh, after doing the movie episode, <clears throat> I watched the movie Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Yeah, with Amy Schumer. Uh huh. And LeBron James. And friend of the podcast, Randall Park's in it too. Randall Park is in it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, so that's kind of cool to say, friend of the podcast, Randall Park. Yeah, well, you got to have, you know, I guess he's technically not been on the podcast, but it usually is people who've been on the podcast before. Yeah, but yeah. he's a preemptive he, friend of He will be on the podcast. Yeah, we'll, get we'll get him. We'll, we'll get, get him. We'll, we'll, get, get, we'll lock him guy. down. We're going to get that guy. Yeah. Lock him down. Yeah. Lock him. Oh, oh, lock him down. I thought you meant lock him up. Oh, yeah. Lock I thought him you meant we were going to kidnap. I thought this was like a... You know, like a, whatever, play, what's that movie? Uh, Ruthless People? or Oh, well, I thought, it, I thought you were talking about that Boston Celtics, Celtics Pride where they kidnapped the... Damon, oh, where they kidnap the Damon Wayans to uh to win yeah. the game. Okay. There's a Shield episode too where they kidnap like a, a guy who's playing the Lakers. But anyways, anyway, yeah, yeah. we'll kidnap him and just we'll, kidnap make, him. we'll make him do voices for us. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. But uh, shout out to LeBron James and his acting. So you think he's good in that movie? I thought he was I really good. I read a lot of reviews saying he's not that good. Yeah, well, just, he's just average. I mean. Is he as good as an, a real actor? No. Uh-huh. Of course. He's LeBron James. But what's cool, what I loved about his acting is he plays LeBron James. Uh-huh. And he does that well. So he prepared for the part by being LeBron James he, for he, 30 yep, years. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He made real it to method, the NBA. Real, real method. Real Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis type. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually was studying at Juilliard. Okay. And was like, you know what? For <laughs> you know, this train wreck, yeah, for I got to just be the greatest basketball in player. In 2015. Yeah, yeah. I just have to do that. Yeah, no, he was really funny. He he poked fun at himself. It was uh, he's better than Ray Allen was, and he got he really, got yeah, yeah. Okay. But he's playing like a fun, funny character. He's good. He's we should really at good. some point we should do best acting performances by NBA players. Yeah, I mean Blake Griffin is really good. Blake Griffin's the best. Yeah, Blake um, Griffin has to be yeah. the best. I mean he interned at Funnier Die, so yeah, is that is that where he learned it? Yeah, during during the lockout. Yeah. yeah, he learned it. But yeah, shout out if you haven't seen Trainwreck, it's a pretty good movie. And how did you LeBron. watch it? How did you watch it? Did you buy it or something? Or did you? Uh, oh, I think we rented it. Rented it. Yeah, we watched it on the iTunes or something. We were, uh, on the Roku. On the Roku. You got yeah. the Roku. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to do that at some point. You know, it's a good movie. Given that it has LeBron and Randall in it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty... And Hater. How's Hater in it? Hater's great. Yeah, I love Hater. Yeah, 
Yeah. And what's funny is because Hater Shout plays... out to Hater. Shout out to Bill Shout Hater. Out, uh, yeah. OKC fan, I believe. Oh, yeah, he is. Hardcore. Yeah. Uh, it's fun because he just plays like LeBron's friend. Okay. So there's a lot of like, it's a fun... What I like about LeBron acting in this is it's probably as realistic. Like, if you were just having to be friends with him. Right. Like... They bust his balls. They do all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, it's a good movie. Check it okay, out. Okay, quick question, John. Quick question. If you could be any NBA player's best friend or, like, in their entourage, who would it be? I'm going. Here's, here's what I'm going. Who are you going? Porzingis. Oh. You imagine you're young. You're in New York. You're, like, you know, you're Latvian. So you got, like, this. You're, you probably got some, like, other, like, I mean, I'm, I'd be me, but I'd be hanging with all these yeah. Latvians, like, yeah. from, you know, the Latvian hood, I guess, or the okay. Latvian villages. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, they're, you know, in New York for the first time just having fun. Pretty good. That or Tony Allen. Wow. Just you, because... You really went weird. <laughs> yeah. But I just think Memphis is not as fun of a city as New York, obviously. Yeah. I think I would go with, you know, probably Russ. Russ? Russell Westbrook. Russ seems like a dick, man. Like, yeah, but if you're boys with him... Right, but then it's just like you have to put up with him kind of being a... He doesn't seem like he has a sense of humor at all. No, I think he's fine. You see the Mountain Dew commercial? Uh, yeah, I, I don't I know. I would say him or Blake. Yeah. Maybe Blake. Maybe I'd go Blake because he's in L.A. too. But you then, know what? Blake's my boy. I'm going Blake Griffin. But then you got to... Then Chris Paul is around and Yeah, but annoying. like when, if you're boys with him, you know he has a great... Chris Paul impression that he oh, does right. when oh, he gets high. Blake Griffin's uh, <laughs> when he gets you high. know like that's the thing gets, like that's what Yo, I'm talking Blake, about. Yo Blake, you high? Do do Chris Paul? Yeah, like you, he, he just starts. Know. He like shrinks half his yeah, yeah. size. Yeah, he goes on his knees. Yelling. He starts yelling. <laughs> he starts taking like shooting every ball when he's fouled. He bumps into a chair and he throws it. Oh, why didn't I get the call? You know what my favorite? He's probably hilarious. My favorite Vine of all time is the uh, is the Blake Griffin impression of Austin Rivers. Have you oh, ever yeah. seen that? That oh, is yeah. so... If look, Google Blake Griffin's impression of Austin Rivers. That is one of my favorite Vines ever. It's so good. He's straight clowning his own teammate. Yeah. And it's not... It's like me. No, no. His coach's son. Yeah, his the coach teammate is, coach's and, son. And coach's son, and he's like, look at what a trash player you are, Austin. This is how you play basketball. Yeah, I want to be best friends with that guy. Yeah, okay, okay. He's probably Blake a lot Griffin, of we should come up with an official top five. Yeah. I think Chris Stapps. I think Chris Stapps would be fun. Mm. No, you're not into it? Why? Do you not like Eastern Europeans? Yeah, but I guess, like... Is he Eastern European, or does that count as like... A, is, is the Baltics totally different? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not saying it would be bad to be friends with him. But uh-huh. like, there's probably like, you know... Yeah, you know, do you want to be teaching them everything? You want to be like, oh look, like this, oh, this is a fork. Yeah, this is a you fork. Stab your meat with it. Yeah, Chris this is Stops, a hot okay? dog. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want all that stuff. Yeah, I want... mean, but that's kind of fun. The cultural, you know. Yeah, but do you think Chris Epp gets a lot of girls? Yes. No. For sure. Not as much as Blake Griffin. No, I think Chris Stapps because he's young and he's in New York, and it's like you're at a club, and this guy is seven foot three. Every girl's like, yo, who's that? And someone's like. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and they're like, "Oh, Chris Stapps, I've heard of this Chris Stapps." You know? Yeah, but I think like I feel like he gets like he gets catfished. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he would, you, all you the know. girls are like, you try to be like, "Yo, I slept with Porzingis." That's true. Yeah, you don't want that. You, you got to be careful. Like he still has to learn a lot. But I'm like, I'm on. You want to be the? You want to? You want? Yeah, Blake's run runoff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Follow us on Twitter at Tweet of Matt Hill. What's your Twitter? At J Hill. Just J J Hill? No, J Hill, not mean. Also, the Super Hoopers. At the Super Super Hoopers. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking team, not just individual. Okay. Also, uh, thesuperhoopers.com. 
superhoopers.com. All right. Until All next right. until next week, keep pooping. Keep pooping. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hoopers. Hey, a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hoopers. Super Hoopers. That's what you say, bro. We just form a fucking wall. Super Hoopers. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Super Hoopers. That's terrible.